Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Failing Forward podcast. My name is April Houston, and I'm a senior program officer for the CARE USA Sexual and Reproductive Health and Rights Team. And today I'm speaking with Sandra Georges of CARE Cameroon and the chief of party for the CHAMP program. Hi, Sandra. How are you today? I'm okay, Bill. What about you? I'm doing well. It's so wonderful to talk to you, and I'm excited to introduce CHAMP to the rest of the CARE world for folks who don't know and to get to hear a little bit about what you've been learning and how the project has changed. Sandra, tell us a little bit about CHAMP. I believe it's an HIV program. Yes, April. CHAMP is an HIV program, uh, mostly not only prevention, but also linkage to care program for a key population in Cameroon. are mostly men having sex with men, female sex workers, clients of female sex workers, and also the OVCs, orphans and vulnerable children. Great, okay. Um, and I believe um, I've, I've visited you in Cameroon and these are particularly difficult populations to reach, especially the men who have sex with men and female sex workers because both of those um, homosexuality and sex work are criminalized in Cameroon. Is that correct? Yes, it is correct. So uh, uh, we had to do like some enabling environment in our project just to make sure like uh, we can serve their needs. Yes, I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, I'm interested to hear this is the Failing Forward podcast, of course. So we're here to talk about failure. And I believe there was a situation back uh, years ago with the CHAMP program where you almost lost funding. Would you uh, give us a little bit of information about that? H- how did that happen? What, what was going on? What was the context at the time? Actually, OGAC sent a high-level delegation to work with all Cameroon implementing partners to look at ways of addressing gaps in achievement. But to tell you frankly, uh, all paper partners partners in Cameroon were experiencing challenges in achieving targets. CHAMP was no exception to that. And the leader of that delegation uh, raised concerns about adherence to standard operating procedures, uh, SOPs, processes for evaluating frontline staff performance and also addressing underperformance and the importance of reaching deeper into more hidden networks to find new beneficiaries. The program was given three months to turn things around or face the specter of losing funding back in summer 2017, from July to September 2017. Wow, three months. That's amazing. So, so, yes. <laughs> so what went wrong? What, what was causing these gaps? The gaps were being caused because uh, we were unfortunately wanting this program like any other preferred programs like years ago. I can say a few years back where data were compiled quarterly and gaps in performance addressed through quality assurance and improvement measures. So uh, although we were doing providing like regular oversight and supported improvements based on SIM assessment, but 
as a team, we did not necessarily provide weekly on-site supervision to gauge how well we were doing in achieving annual targets. I see, I see. So how did you fix this? How did you move past it? Uh, to tell you, April, the key change here was not just in management alone. What changed from the program first was exploration of new hotspots. Because you know, the hotspot is where we find our beneficiaries. So our community-based organization partners have become somewhat complacent with going to the same places to try to find clients. However, when we encourage partners to go to new hotspots, and we innovated by asking existing beneficiaries and gatekeepers where to go, that means where we are then previously explored, this really changed the game. All of a sudden, we started finding new clients and clients who were new to the program were also higher risk from what we found. So we also started finding where the HIV was. That meant we needed them to make improvements in linkage to care. So we then tried to find new ways to initiate new positives on treatment sooner to close the gap. There were many innovations, but the important part of the story is what we tried, lots of them, and worked with what worked and dropped what didn't. We extended opening hours of clinics. We conducted our outreach more at night and on the weekends. We brought peer navigators to the field along with clinicians to open case files. Naturally, not all work perfectly. However, we systematized over time our approaches, including individualized target setting and monitoring, network mapping and death testing, collaboration with global funding and district health clinics, as well as motivational interviewing training, improvement in screening, that is our story, April. Sounds like a lot of changes in three months. That's we had no choice. Yeah. And when you're in difficulty and facing challenges, you come up with solutions. Yeah, that's impressive. So essentially what you're saying is that folks were going to the same places and finding the same people, so you weren't getting the results that you were looking for. So then exactly. because... And, and because of the, these particular populations in Cameroon are stigmatized, they're hiding, they have to hide their activities or hide who they are, they're constantly moving and changing. So CHAMP had to learn to constantly move and change with them. Yes, exactly. And this is what we were not doing uh, in the past, but we had to do uh, during these three months, like finding them wherever they are, like a new case finding. Yes, yes, great. So what, what would you say you learned from this process? The main learning, April, I must say, is about data use. Finally, we were able to use data in real time to observe what was working, what was not working, and we had to make real-time decisions on how to improve things without waiting three months to see the results. Data use in real time is essential for a learning program. 
we use what we call a PDSA approach, plan, do, study, and act in all that we do. Only our sturdy component is very vigorous and involves everyone, not just our ME team, actually. It involves the program team, the leadership in Cameroon and in the US, community-based organization partners, global funding, government partners, representatives from referral centers. We don't just look at the data internally. We look at it holistically and involve everyone in the process of solving problems and making improvements. So there were a few steps that I would like to talk about here, like follow-ups and close supervision key to the process for problem solving and targeting target achievements. Good governance, team management, and good stewardship of financial resources are critical to meet targets. Collaboration and partnership make it possible to mutualize efforts and to have complementary and differentiated services. Transfer of skills from data collection and analysis to partners has also improved, helping to improve performance. I can list also three other ones such as assessment and quality improvement that were key to the process for client satisfaction and aligned to quality standards. We forget also innovation because we were always seeking for constant improvement. And at last, I can say capacity building tailored to partner needs, not one individual approach. I meant like South to South exchange and programming based on evidence can help improve the process and innovate. This is how I can summarize what we've learned from the, this process. Wow, so that's a huge, you, instead of making small changes, you had to make some pretty big changes and uh, it sounds like it worked, huh? Yes, it definitely works. That's great. That's great. So what would you do differently if you could do it over again? If we had, although we don't want to go that, <laughs> because right? that was such a stressful time and we had to work 24 over seven, 24 hours and seven days to achieve all of that. So yes. we don't want to go back again. However, <laughs> what would we do differently if we could do it again? I think one of the most key challenges is ensuring that everyone has clarity on their roles and responsibilities and accountability for performance as well. And I can summarize that in five items, like achieve same and be more cost effective, seeking for help, more delegation, higher more throughout the process, communicate more on our successes and lessons learned the way we are doing it now at April. Take time to pause, read, and then move. And at last, my uh, preferred proverb on teamwork, uh, because with teamwork and team spirit, we, we divide the tasks 
and doubles the success. That's great. So what, what's one action you would recommend to other care folks, other care program implementers based on your experience with CHAMP? Thanks, April, for providing me with this opportunity. And my main recommendation for another project program or care office would be the importance of more regular and rigorous monitoring of any program and problem, problem solving to address gaps in performance in real time, not at the end of a quarter or at the end of the period. My recommendation I would make to other care people is to adopt a rigorous approach for monitoring and problem solving that involves everyone in the team. So there are never surprises at the end of a quarter, a semi-annual period, or an annual period. Also, while considering donor requirements, set up procurement process adapted to that circumstance. All right. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of, of various kind of big picture culture shifts that need to happen to accomplish those those things. Uh, sounds like Definitely. a lot of work too. Definitely. <laughs> great, great. Well, my final question, I guess, um, is how, how do you think, how would you say we can use lessons from this, from Champ's story in this particular failure, if we want to call it that, to improve impact at CARE? Here, April, my only word for it, and I will say it many times is data use, data <laughs> use, data use. Yeah. That combined with an ultimate effort to understand what the data are telling us. A team effort to plan solution, measure their outcomes and scale them up effectively. Well, Sandra, this has been uh, an amazing conversation. I'm very impressed. It's amazing to hear that all of that CHAMP has managed to accomplish from where you came, like you said, very stressful time and managed to turn things around quite quickly. And I think CHAMP has a lot of lessons uh, that the rest of CARE would be uh, excited to hear about. And I think there's even way more that, uh, that folks can learn about how you've managed to do localization and capacity building with CBOs how all of the various innovations that you mentioned that you, some that worked, some that didn't all the various things you've tried so if someone at care would like to reach you to learn more what's the best way to do that actually i can be contacted through my email address sandra.judges at care.org okay uh, and also through my telephone number the area code is 237 and my number is 650-634126. Great. 63-41-26. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you, April, for this opportunity. And uh, I wanted to add uh, a last thing, if you don't mind. Yes. Uh, we are far from that what we call our failure that was turned into such um, uh, we did so many improvements so now uh, we are the little jewel of you said in west africa 
and all the team and myself, we are committed to never go back again because that was such a stressful time. And uh, now for the future, we want to remain champions. And thanks to the team, the wonderful leadership with Care USA, Daniel Levitt, and also uh, the leadership here and our CBO partners, USAID team um, locally. And we are all a wonderful team today, and we are so proud of that. Thank you, April. And I can testify to that. I was in Cameroon earlier this year, and it was amazing to get to meet the team. And uh, congratulations, Sandra, on all your hard work. And please give my best regards to your team. Thank you so much, April.